Welcome to the Inspire the Vibe podcast. I'm Kristen. And I'm Amber. We started this podcast because running a business can feel lonely at times, like you're on an island. And the truth is you're not. There are so many people out there experiencing the same peaks and valleys that you do. And every week, we'll be interviewing one of them, an inspiring, enduring, and driven business owner just like you. We're so glad you're here, and we hope you enjoy this episode. On today's episode, we welcome Braxton Kilgo. He is a multi-business owner and the founder of IBIY, an acronym that stands for I Believe in You. Braxton founded IBIY about five years ago and is ready to relaunch in early 2023. It's starting as a tech accessory product in the mental health space that has a patented storytelling process embedded into their mobile app. Braxton is also one of our favorite people, and we're so excited to have him with us. Welcome, Braxton. Thank you all for having me. I appreciate that wonderful introduction. I think that was the world's longest intro. <laughs> Brad, but that's, he's, it's very he's jam-packed with, with uh, cool stuff, so we had to get it all in there. It's very fitting. It's like he's the youngest Renaissance man I've ever met. <laughs> with that, Braxton, um, tell us a little bit about your story. Yes. So I'm from a really small town called May, Texas. There's more cows than people, but I actually drove like 30, 35 minutes to go to school at a bigger place in a town called Brownwood. So it was a town of like 20,000 people or so. Mainly I went there because I wanted to play football and the town I grew up in is literally like the movie Friday Night Lights. The school that I went to is like literally that team that the movie is made about. We have footage from that year of playing. It's like oh, wow. that team. Um, like the whole town closes down kind of thing. So obviously I was like, well, you know, where I grew up, you kind of either, it, and it's changing now and it, it was evolving then, but ultimately where I grew up, you kind of, you work in a farm, you work in a factory or you play football. Like you, that's like your way out. Uh, there's other things like teaching jobs and, and different things. There's other stuff, but that's kind of the the way I was looking at it, at least, at least, at least for me. The men around me were either like construction, factory, or farmers, uh, and the other men that I looked up to were people who made it to the NFL. Uh, and there's a surprising amount of people from our school that do that often. So that was kind of my goal. But I grew up young, happy kid. Parents were divorced really early, but made it work. Now years later, there's a little bit of craziness involved, but. Now I have two incredible moms and it couldn't be better. So I have a great family life, incredible support from all of them. And, um, you know, nobody in my family has ever really ventured out too far, done any of the crazy things that I had ideas about whenever I was a little kid. But, um, yeah, I just grew up. My, my goal was play football and, um, yeah, I mean, that that's really kind of where everything stemmed from, I guess, is you know, doing every possible thing that I could do to play football and going to all the college camps. I feel like it's like a, a common story. Um, but I think some, some key factors is I was just, I was always, I really loved people. I love, I love being, you know, in my school, I was friends with every type of kid possible. I was friends with people from the town that I, like the town that I lived in, but didn't go to school there. I could show up to the school and it didn't matter. I worked out in their weight room. I trained football with them and different things all the time. And, uh, People used to always joke and call me like the mayor. They would tell me I was going to be the mayor because you couldn't go somewhere with me that every place we walked into, I didn't have to stop 15 times to talk to people. So I just love people my whole life. But 
at the same time I was doing everything I could to get the hell out of there, you know, and I was trying to find my way and I was doing gymnastics and CrossFit and football and powerlifting and every possible thing that I could to be not who I was as an athlete so that I could get out of there. Um, But then now I didn't introduce you as playing for the NFL. (laughs) So then what happened? Because that is that town where you're from, the culture of football, get it get it. It's almost like it was in the stars for you, right? Like that's like, it was almost preordained. Like that was the path you were going to go on. Yeah. It's uh, you know, it was, it was going really well. Um, it, it was written in the start, you know, I really like, that's what I thought other people thought the same. Um, yeah, we, we didn't have the same full team that everybody else had. We were much smaller and different things. So there wasn't a lot of people that fully believed in that, but they knew that I was an athlete, but we had this, you know, I was bigger. I was a running back and I was bigger than all of my linemen. Um, but they worked harder than anybody. So we still crushed people and had fun. And, uh, but unfortunately my last game I ever played in, which was the biggest game we ever had, um, was in the playoffs against the people who went all the way. And in the first minute and a half of the game, I caught a pass and tried to juke past somebody and somebody was going the opposite way of me and just folded my leg in half. And that was all she wrote. They took me in the locker room after and they're like, Hey, if it's just your meniscus, we're going to give you this shot in your leg. And if it's just your meniscus, you should be fine. People play with it all the time. So I went out on crutches, got to the field, bounced around, took one step and felt the whole thing just like, and I was like, okay, well, it's not my meniscus because that was horrendous. So that it, it ended for me. I still had a college. Uh, I was it was the number one D two school in the state or in the country at the time. I think I'm not can't remember. It was a really good school that paid for all my rehab, paid for my school, offered me a scholarship still, and it was furthest away from my home. So I picked that one. Uh, and they had people go to the NFL from there all the time. So I thought I just need to rehab and go there. And uh, I did get rehabbed and and go to school and got a little bit better, but I never really got even to where I was when I was in high school and I limped off the field every day. And so we had a woman who was our strength conditioning coach and she, she came up to me and she was like, Braxton, you're, you're meant for more than this, I think. And she was like, I, I just, I can see you like trying and you're pushing in all these ways. She was like, but you know, the doctor told me, he was like, you know, you're fine, but if you get hurt again, you'll struggle to walk like for the rest of your life, probably. She was like, I don't think you should do that. And I just, I went home and I thought about it. That was the first time in my life I'd ever thought, like, I'm going to quit playing football. But I was pretty miserable every day. And I'd have to spend two hours just to recover every day and go two hours early just to be all right to get started. And so I dropped out, dropped off the football team out of the first season. And this is where the journey kind of began as I had to figure out who, who was I without football. And that's kind of where the journey started for me of being like, I have no idea, <laughs> you know? And um, I dropped out of college at the same time because I guess the only reason that I went, went home, built houses with my dad for a little bit. It was good, but I'd also met a really pretty girl the first time that I was there. Uh, and I was back in my hometown. So after about six months of that, there was another semester coming up and I was like, I think I'm just going to pay for it. I'm probably going to go back to there, <laughs> you know? So I went back uh two semesters made the girl my girlfriend uh and then I dropped out again 
But in that time, that's when I started my first business. And that's where I started a clothing company uh, while I was in school. So I still live next to the campus and sold clothes to everybody on the campus. So that's kind of from there. I don't know if I've missed. Yeah, no, I, you know what I love? You said your your physical therapist who said. um, Or strength conditioning coach. Strength conditioning coach. She didn't say this isn't the path for you. She said, you're meant for more than this. And I love that. That's so awesome. Those words must have stuck in your head. They did. And she, well, first off, of a major college football team, you don't usually find a woman strength and conditioning coach. And almost everyone hated her. I didn't. And she really liked me, which I guess if she hated me, I might have hated her. But she liked me. So we had a really good relationship. And we're still friends to this day. But yeah, she just, she saw something. Well, first me hurting, but she just mm-hmm. gave me permission almost mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. probably accept what was running around in there for sure. So that's kind of where that started. How yeah. did you go from the disappointment then of sort of this was your t- trajectory that you were on to the idea of the clothing line? Where did that come from? So from the the fashion standpoint and clothes thing you know everyone around us you know was wearing wranglers and mm-hmm. boots and not everybody i mean there's people that had style in my town like there's it's not everybody. wait wranglers and boots aren't style hold on <laughs> oh have... them sideboards buddy <laughs> i wear wranglers and cowboy boots still but the whole get up it was not really was working for me but also at that time i i love it more now and i'm proud of it more now but i was just so like I wanted to do everything that wasn't what I was seeing because I didn't want what I was seeing. And so, totally understand. and like, I don't I think it was like middle school, like seventh, eighth grade, we were making our own shirts and I would, I would roll my socks differently. I was always just doing different stuff. And um, around that time I had had some brands that I'd seen that I really loved. And I just always kept up with things. And I always, I would see people that I looked up to and I'd see how they dress and stuff. And then like the next week, my style looks different because I'm trying to dress how they were. So there's just always something about style that I liked. And um, I knew there were like brands and like the fitness and health and wellness space and there was clothing involved. And so it kind of just was this thing that felt like it fit. I honestly don't remember when I was like, oh, I want to do that. But it just, I think it just kind of fit together. Mm-hmm. Um and I really enjoyed it. I still enjoy it. I'm about to start another one. So I love how your story of just even starting that comes from, uh, I wanted something and it wasn't available. So I created it. That's where so many businesses start. So then how did we, how does, how do we go from there to then now what your passion project is IBIY? So the clothing company was called vision. Um, and that was really awesome. That was the first time I'd ever like fully expressed myself and changed lanes and was doing something different, which a lot of people hated on. And they were like, they're like, he dropped out of college twice and he sells t-shirts. My family's like, yeah, <laughs> which thank God to them. Um, you know, but people, nobody would talk shit to me really, <laughs> but people were saying that and I didn't really care, but, um, I was getting into the fitness space and different things. And so I started going to these fitness events and different things like that and selling them out of a gym bag because I wasn't able to afford a booth. Uh, And at that time, I was also, I was already working out all the time. So I continued to do that. So I started doing CrossFit and Spartan races and all these things 
because I was still like an athlete. And so the fitness space was something I'd never even heard of before. I didn't take pre-workout. Like didn't know that was even a thing. Like we just worked out every day, you know? So I kind of like was introduced to the fitness space. So all this is happening at the same time of like, I'm getting introduced to fitness and these events and these businesses. And this was like influencers is almost being like invented pretty much. And at that same time, I'm still my whole, it was a clothing company, but the tagline was more than fabric. So the whole thing was purposeful. Every post was meaningful and had a purpose and the designs and the words and the whole thing. So at the time stuff's happening in the fitness space, I was also started to get asked to speak at like middle schools and high schools and different things about what I was doing and what it stood for and that kind of thing. So I got in the fitness space. That's how the whole agency side of things started is because I was in my business and I was around these businesses and influencers. They started asking me questions and then I eventually started managing them, managing these other businesses, running different things for different companies on that side. And then I was also speaking at schools. So that's what were you, what, what were you speaking about entrepreneurialism or a little maybe, but it was more about, so vision. I was just talking about how everybody's definition kind of ironic, actually, that I'm saying that I didn't really (laughs) vision, Um, but the purpose of it, I told everybody is that everybody's definition of success, everybody's vision is different. So whatever it is that you love, you need to go get it like that kind of thing. Cause I've always just believed in that. I'm like, if you're doing something you hate, then why are you doing it at all? And so it was just a big conversation about what is success to you? What makes you happy? You know, if you want to make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches every day, then go make the best damn peanut butter and jelly sandwiches anybody's ever had. That's actually something I said in one of the talks. On that. It was more elegant, but um, <laughs> that's really what it was about is just do what makes you happy. Like really take the time to step back and figure out what that means for you and just to, you know, define success for yourself. But to loop all this into the answer to your question, I'd spoke at multiple schools at this point and I'd had a school that I'd, I felt like I finally knew what I was doing. I was getting good at it. I didn't feel super nervous because I was definitely nervous to start doing that, but I knew it was a good thing for me. I had a school that I'd had prepped and ready to go for like a month to speak at and I felt good about it. And the day before I was going to go speak at this event at this school, the principal called me and was like, Hey, we, I just want to remind you what these kids are going through and just make sure you're prepared for who you're talking to tomorrow. And I'm like, yes, ma'am, yes, on the call. And then it ended and I was like, oh God, like I wrote the wrong speech and it's tomorrow. And so I was nervous, but I was like, the only option is write a new speech now. And the whole speech ended up being based on what she said. It was, it was a lot about self-belief, but the thing that I said in the speech funneled down to like believe in yourself, believe in other people. So it's believe, chase, achieve. So it's like, you have to believe in yourself. You have to have other people believe in you. You need to do the same, chase it. That was talking about like the actions and actually moving towards it and how much your belief affects your action and then achieve what you want. And when I went in there, I actually have the only one I have left. I brought these, they're little stickers that say, I believe in you. And it actually has my vision company logo and the website on it because at that point it didn't exist. Uh, but I had a sticker label printer because of what I was doing. And that's how I ended up getting the stickers. So I went in, told them the thing and had the staff handed out. There was like 1,200, 1,500 kids total and handed them out. And at one point in the speech, I told them, I was like, hey, look, this sticker that I gave you, 
It's like, it's not yours. Um, you can trade with the person next to you. You can give it to your mom, your dad, your grandma, your grandpa, the mailman, your cousin, uncle, whoever. I was like, just give it to somebody else. And that was really kind of it. Just like share it with somebody else. Kids came up to me after. It was really cool. But when I went home, I got calls from the principal. People were tagging me on Facebook and stuff. Um, some people wrote me letters, which I have somewhere in my office. And I was like, and I knew it before. I was like, okay, this needs to be something bigger than those stickers of school. From there, that's when I decided that they were going to be on bracelets. I was in fashion too. So I was like, I don't want an ugly silicone bracelet. It needs to be a bracelet. And I was like, okay, it can't be with vision because it needs to be this thing. So it came to bracelets and it can't be with vision. And then I was like, okay, well, they need to be cool. So I was like looking everywhere to find cool bracelets, which this is one of them. They're all reversible, stretch, they're waterproof, all this kind of thing. So you can literally put people's faces on them if you want. Like you can really design them. So I like that. And then that was kind of it for a minute. Then I was like, well, damn it. How am I going to, how am I going to hear all these stories? Like, do I create a hashtag? Like, what are we going to be able to do to like document this and see it? And people would tag us in stories and different things. But I was like, I really want to be able to, to document it. And then I just started researching all kinds of stuff and found like people like checking into events with certain bracelets and different things. And I was like, well, what technology is that? What's, how do they do it? Is it connect to their phone? And all these different things. And I was like, I found what piece of technology it was and I've read all about the capabilities and different things. And it does attach to a phone. It's an antenna, all this stuff to circle back to you can make each one of them completely unique and they can connect to your phone. Mm -hmm. And so then it turned to what it is now, what we're actually about to release now, five years later (laughs) is a mobile app where the purpose of these bracelets, by the way, I didn't mention the purpose of the bracelets is that you wear them to give them away to other people. And every one of them says, I believe in you. So they're also designed really cool, but every one of them says, I believe in you and you wear them to give them away. So whether somebody's accomplishing something or overcoming something and everything in between all the good, the bad, the ugly, simple and complex, it's all the purpose. The app will allow you to literally take your phone and touch it to your wrist and it opens the app. And whenever you do that, It'll allow you to see every story of every person who wore the bracelet before you, where it was, the story that they put with it, and all the way down to how it got to you. Mm-hmm. Then when you give away, you'll be able to forever watch where it goes. So for one, there's a digital diary of this whole documentation of all these stories, but it's like basically the first time in the world that small acts of kindness will ever be able to actually be measured because there's also stats on each bracelet. So you'll be able to see how many cities and countries it's been to, how many people have been impacted by it. Yeah, there's all kinds of other cool features now that it's actually real. The purpose is to spread positivity and kindness. That's what I like. Love that. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, we've been talking over the last few years a lot about things spreading and those things that we've been talking about have not been good. We didn't want those things to spread. So, you know, it's, it's really good to, to be talking about good things spreading. You know, there's a lot of negativity in the media. There's a lot of negativity on social media, you know, and I just love hearing stories like this. You followed your heart. You kept it going. You didn't give up. It's five years later. Obviously I'm sure that there were some peaks and valleys during the journey in that little bit of distraction, I think you started a few businesses. 
in between there as well, but you're still going with it. And I'm so glad that you're doing this and that you're not giving up on it. Cause I think things like this are so important, you know, for, for the human race. Yeah, I agree. And that, like what you said about negative social media and different things, like the big picture of this is we want to become a positive media outlet. We're plugging things in to do so, but yeah, the world needs more good people, more good things going on. I think the news is almost about like watching a sci-fi movie. They people pick what's true and what's not. They they pick the story how they want to. And mm-hmm. I just want to remind people that we're all a lot more alike than we think. And it's not race. It's not any of these things. It's just there's idiots, you know. Yeah. And there's a lot of good that's going on in the world that isn't being shared. Unfortunately, the the focus is the negative. So you talked a little bit about the future of this. So you said a positive media outlet. Can you give us kind of a little kind of a teaser on that? So obviously we're going to be creating our own content. Everything that we do is going to be giving back to certain things. We're going to go find all these people who are sharing good stories and doing good things. For one, our customers are going to become our army of people that are spreading love everywhere, which is cool because the purpose, every person that buys it isn't just buying it just to have it. They're buying it to go and give it. And so all of our customers are going to spread that for one, but we are going to also be like partnering and collaborating with not just businesses, but musicians and influencers and different things to like really make this like a movement. Like this thing is its own thing. And like, I luckily I get to be like a little bit of a driver in the seat, but it's much bigger than all of us. And it's really just finding everybody in the world that has a similar mission and, and likes it and kind of given the vehicle for the interaction and the little bit of instructions or guidance. And that's why also to me learning all this stuff about business throughout this whole time is going to add value to that, you know, because it's, it's always good. When I was first starting it, I always was like impact over income, impact over income until my lack of income was in direct relation to my lack of impact. And that's when I was like, I need to figure something, something needs to be figured out. Because we have people who are not committing suicide, people who are rekindling relationships with people, um, just just turning people's days around, or weeks around, or just giving them a new light. And that was happening. And my lack of income forced me to have to pause this thing. Mm-hmm. And which in pausing that thing, I was pausing these things from going all around the world. And I was almost mad about it. I was mad. I was angry. I was just a lot of different things. So I decided I was going to create a different relationship with what money means and what it needs to happen. Like now I think we need, I do want to be really rich, but I think we need to have a bunch of really rich, good people. And the goal of this, and I like army of kindness is kind of the, the goal is to create this collective message with a collective group of people. Um, but also not be like a woo woo kindness brand that doesn't know business or can be pushed over. We want to be the ones that do know business and we, just from a fashion standpoint, we would be winning, but it's also purposeful and we're going to bring powerful people with us. And that's the goal. And I don't know what it'll turn into, but we want to do as many good things as possible, help and give back and do things that are real and transparent. And again, just shine a light on all the good that is in the world to remind people that it's still there. Cause if you want to find negative and bad, it's on every corner. It's easy to find. That's easy to find. It's almost like the squeaky wheel gets the grease. You know, it's that, that, whatever that amount of negativity is out there, it's so amplified that I, I, I think it's a lot bigger than it actually is, or it seems a lot bigger than it actually is. The thing I love about IVIY so much is that it, 
it actually, like you said, in both captures the amount of kindness, but it also gives people a very simple way to initiate that act of kindness. And I know when you see a veteran and you say, thank you, you take that moment just to say something so simple. And I know oftentimes we only do it on veterans day or, but when you say that, and then you see their response, and then you have that emotional connection with that person, you feel that impact in that emotional connection. It's so powerful. And I feel that even just walking beyond that moment, you feel like I did something today. I made a difference today. I mattered. I created an opportunity for someone else to know that they matter. And I think that's so incredibly powerful. So incredibly powerful. It really is. And there's not as many people that have got to experience it as me because I had an unlimited amount of them for five years, which we just ran out basically. And this is one of the new ones. Not to order a bunch of them, but it's almost like when you have this on, like ultimately you could go around and say, I believe in you to people all day if you want to. But this for one gives you permission also allows you, you don't even have to break the ice too much. You don't have to go too in depth. It allows you to do that. But when you do it, you're not doing it in a selfish way ever. But at some point you almost kind of feel it because you're like, you want it because you feel so good too, which is a good thing. That's a good mm-hmm. thing to feel. Like. Um, mm-hmm. But it's cool because when it's on your wrist, it almost has you looking for ways. It's like tied subconsciously to have you looking at the world differently to be like, where can I make a difference? What could I, where could I, you just start looking out of a different lens when this is on your wrist and it's super powerful because again, we could go, we could look out of that lens all day, every day if we wanted to, but this just like as a reminder that's keeping like, Hey, put your kindness glasses back on, you know, keep looking at it that way. It's just cause it's on your wrist, but. I love that. I just wanted to comment on that really quick because that is a whole nother level of depth to it that you hadn't spoken about before. And I love that. It's so true. You you know, looking at the world, like how can I make an impact? You know, what can I do? What person can I touch today who is feeling down or whatever it may be? And I think there's a lot of really positive things out there that maybe are a little diluted and that doesn't mean that they're bad, but I love the depth to this. And I think it will make an impact the deeper it goes, you know, right. with each individual connection. When I think there's, there's people like us, we own businesses and we're very proud and confident and excited and, and just moving through it and breaking down walls. But sometimes people who consider themselves regular people or sometimes less than that, they're like, how can I make a difference? I can't make a difference. I can't do anything. For one, yes, you can. And it's really easy. But also what's going to be powerful in that is that they're also going to be able to actually see it. Because sometimes you do it, but then you forget because you don't like, nothing happened. And you're like, that didn't matter. Didn't do anything. They didn't care. But how about when that person puts something in the app? For one, sometimes people, people often, often say something to you. But when this person goes home and takes a picture of their wrists and puts this whole thing that they have no idea what this just did for me they'll realize how much more important what they actually do is, which is going to empower them. So you have done so much in such a short amount of time in your life, literally, and you inspire all of us. Where do you get your source of inspiration? Who or what inspires you? I think so many things inspire me, to be honest. But I think a, a short version of it is I really think like, 
you know, whether people believe in like destiny or, or purpose or whatever, there was something when I was like a little kid, like I was watching movies and I remember the first time somebody told me like, those are regular people. And I'm like, those are regular, like they're regular, like me. And I finally felt like, like I felt something after a movie and I'm like, I want to do that. I want to make people feel something. I want to do something. I remember sitting at like eating cereal on a Sunday versus eating cereal on a Monday. The difference of how people were acting or felt like my family. And I'm like, what's going on? Why are you not as happy on Monday today as you were when you were chilling at home all day? Cause I didn't understand. And I, and I, I mean, there's way deeper answers that, but like, I just always saw that. And I was like, I want to fix that. Like, I don't want to feel that way. And I, I just kind of had this like really early learning thing of like, I remember telling my mom, my mom told me this, but I remember it. So I was like eight or nine. And I was like, I want to change the world. I didn't even know what that meant at that point in time. Like, there wasn't even, there was internet, I guess, but it was like, it didn't really exist. Like I had no idea what it meant. So I always had this internal thing, which is probably from how they raised me and different things to way the lens I was looking out of. But I think my, my biggest inspiration is probably like my parents, my family, um, my friends. I do feel like I'm like the luckiest person in the world of where I've always trusted my gut up to just do the right thing and be a nice person and love other people. And that's served me a thousand times over. So I just feel like I want to give it back, you know, and I don't know. I just feel like I've seen so many things in the world that I don't like and ways people feel that I feel like they don't have to. And I just have this drive that I just feel like I want to make the world a better place. And I've found peace and happiness in certain things that I want to be able to give to other people because there were hundred percent times, even in feeling that way and in my journey to where it wasn't that way at all from my thoughts and different things of being able to actually conquer that. So I don't know. I just want to make the world a better place too. Yes. So you're, you're a change maker. Love it. And you're full of gratitude and full of love. And we definitely, you know, short time we've known you, we, we see that definitely. So you own a couple businesses and I think your, your focus is on a couple of them right now. It seems like you kind of have all the balls in the air right now, three of them, at least that I know of. So First of all, I think people after this interview are going to have more questions for you. Well, what about this? And what happened there? And what'd you do here? And give me some advice. So where can they find you online? So I would say the best place is probably my Instagram, which is just at Braxton Kilgo. Um, that's probably the best place. That's where I, that's like one of the only places I'm actually active. Also, that one is managed by me. So it will be me that responds if you get there. <laughs> uh, but I'd say that's probably the best place. Awesome. And then tell us really quick, really, really quick version of your other businesses that you have going on. And if you want people to follow those as well, give us those. So everything is in my personal Instagram bio, each one. Um, One is my digital marketing production consulting agency. Um, Then I also have my old company vision is still in there, Uh, but I just leave it because I love it. And then the other one is another 24, which is clothing and accessories and everything. There's going to be canvases, clothes, but everything is one of one. So it's all hand cut and sewn in our office. Every percent goes back to something beautiful. There's going to be a podcast tied to it and a bunch of other things. Another 24 has an Instagram account. It's called another 24 hours, baby. Okay. It's a long. Awesome. I love it. 
Well, thank you so much for joining us. We, as you know, we unearthed our podcast from a year ago and we started it because we knew that there were businesses out there who were kind of feeling alone in their journey. I'm sure, I'm sure you encounter that quite a bit. We know we do. We don't want people to feel alone. We want people to know that, you know, there's other people, just like you said, that are out there just like them with the same struggles and that they can do it and they can keep going. So thank <laughs> you so much for joining us. Keep doing the dang thing, buddy. We love being along for the journey. We really do. We just continue to do great things things together. I can't wait. Thank y'all for having me. I appreciate it. Did you enjoy that conversation as much as we did? If you did, make sure you hit the plus sign or follow button so you don't miss our next episode. Today is the best day to go out there and grow your business. So go kill it. And we'll see you next time.